0: Welcome to CFB Nation, presented by Twisted Tea.
1: Lucky Lefty Podcast. Sean Davis, the Anorah Boys in the Building, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zahir. Brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NorahWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey and com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. Marcus Freeman is meeting with the media for the Tennessee State game. Left, this show is dedicated to letting things develop. LL question of the day. What didn't you see on Saturday that you have become accustomed to seeing from Notre Dame? What didn't you see on Saturday that you have become accustomed to seeing from Notre Dame? I got a couple of things I wrote down. We'll get to it. Don't forget, each and every day, audio edibles. The post-game show is up now at CFE Nation. Tap in, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, home and misguided passion. Great content. Leave your comments, leave five stars. YouTube, smash the like button for us. Man, we appreciate it. It's a lucky lefty podcast. We did it different. Number one on my list. Notre Dame never came close to getting a delayed penalty out of a timeout. Notre Dame could actually come out of a timeout, have a play, and not have the clock play clock run down to almost zero. Eureka left. Who knew it could happen for Notre Dame? Who knew? 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 Heck, they barely got down on the play clock, just in regular action. Yeah. Man. Beautiful thing to see. We see our guy tie eight. Young guys on the field. Hey. Young players, young wide receivers. Matt Rackley. A quarterback going through progressions instead of tucking and running. Mm.
2: Or at least throwing it. He was throwing it. We, we saw it, it. it, didn't hesitate, looked comfortable mm. doing it. We didn't have to act surprised after we completed a pass on third down. It was just standard operation. Guy caught the ball, got tackled, got up, tossed it to the ref. We ready for the next play. It wasn't like, man, we passed it. He's looking at the ball. And like, man, I caught this thing. And <laughs> we, we still going. We didn't hand it off. You know, yes. whole ball standing up for a full applause. Yes. We got a first down. We didn't hear any booing for the first time in a long time from from getting penalties out of timeouts, like you said. I mean, it was a it was a very it looked like one of them games you didn't see from one of them other top teams. A standard procedure where it's just high scoring. You just they just out there just making layups. You know, great. To see. Yeah, something else. Notre Dame,
1: actually. Threw for 250 and four
2: touchdowns.
1: It did not complete a pass to a tight end. How about there that? How,
2: How about, about that?
1: that?
2: How about that?
1: Matt Herrera. Thanks, Matt. Finally putting the opponent away.
2: Finally. Finally. I mean, put him away, tucked him to bed, didn't let the, any life come up out of him, nail in the coffin type of stuff.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What do you know? Is this the first game where the tight end was probably the four three for the quarterback? Uh
2: yeah he didn't look like the major uh, player of the offense for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. He looked like a nice contributor, somebody to help the run game be more effective. Whereas we were confused to where the tight end was the major player in the past game and not as much help in the run game. Now they are a lot of help in the run game and then they'll catch their one-offs in the pass game, but we got action for that which is a standard procedure of a pretty good team anyway we were uh nuanced in the fact that we just used our tight ends more in the past and they happen to be you know pretty damn good too so interestingly enough for us we're finally getting on the right regular frequency of what good teams usually do good teams usually have a a great outside receiver game a great quarterback that can operate get it done The run game looks sufficient and efficient. Our run game happens to be a little more uh, better than average. We happen to have an ample amount of of running game from a variety of different ways. We can be versatile. We can be power. We can spread them out and run. We can do a lot of different things. But also, on the pass game, now we got somebody that can operate on the outside the hashes. Now we got somebody that can give defenses – uh, uh, something different to look at in preparation every week. Now teams got to be like, damn, well, can't load the box for sure now. because We might give up 40 points. Mm. So we got to have a balance of when we're going to pressure Sam, when we're going to try to take away the run game. Now they got to think a little bit more. Usually teams stop game planning for us about two days into the week because they know what we're going to give them and we're not getting off of that. Now it's just a matter of are we physically going to be able to stop them Throughout four quarters, now our teams got to get a beat on us. They know we're yeah. gonna put some power run in there, but when it's time to spread it out, do we have the the right coverages mixed with the right blitzes? Because Sam, not you know, you may get a free shot, but Sam's not gonna take it. So he, he, he might avoid it. He, he, he you know, me not saying he's Lamar Jackson, but he can get away from some pressure. He's not gonna stand in there and just take shots like we've seen other quarterbacks take before. He, he may not be Ian either. Because Ian to try to, you know, Sam is going to buy time, He's not a create play type of guy. He's buying time. I'm going to just yeah. step over here a little bit. No, I see you. No, I don't. I'm, I'm going to hide behind a guy. I'm going to get towards the line, give you a couple pump fakes maybe. But I'm not looking to, Get the yards myself. I can dump it off, I'm gonna dump it off. Something we haven't had on a consistent basis from a guy that actually throw it. Hell, he didn't wasn't throwing it. He'll he'll get the out the pocket and, and then and then not throw it at all. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Sam getting out the pocket and, and everybody's looking open. You got guys standing wide open, just like, cause it. That's that's a great feeling. Because now teams are. Off the off balance, they're like, "Oh my goodness, we thought we had him," and then we come back with the run game on a fresh set it down. So this is what the, the the vision of what we wanted from the offense for a long time, because we've always had those pieces. We've always had those, even with Ian, had the pieces. We need the right guy to pull the sword from the stone. And Sam looking like he's in route of doing that or at least giving us the consistency we've been looking. for. It looked easy. Yeah. It looked comfortable. It looked yeah. like, oh, man. Whew, I'm not worried about this third day. I think we'll get it.
1: So we said the key is that we want to come out healthy from the Navy game. We want to come out healthy from Tennessee State. Marcus Freeman, as I said before, is meeting with the media now. He just announced that Gabriel Rubio has a knee injury at defensive tackle, and he's gonna be out for a couple of weeks. So hopefully they get him back for the North Carolina State game.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: so Tyson Ford, hey, this is opportunity left. This is opportunity. You've been saying it. They said they're gonna play the youngsters. Tyson Ford, um some of the freshmen. This is your opportunity. Donovan Heinrich who was that man. Donovan Heinrich had a great spring. Yeah. Didn't hear too much about him during the fall, but he had a great spring. Hey, this is your, this is your opportunity. Make an impact. And, and Tennessee State is a great game for them to get reps. It's a great game.
2: Tennessee State is a great game to get reps. And I think, yeah. you know. Another day to flush out some of the details of your scheme. Yeah. Because you know you're going to get whatever you want. So this is about being specific and particular about how we're shaping up for week four. Let's not be uh, naive to the fact that in in the midst of everything, we still need to be preparing for things we really like through these first three weeks that we can lean on going into a big time game where, you know, bullets are flying. We need to go to things we know. And I think we've seen a little bit of that with Sam. You've seen some plays that you probably ran out of Wake Forest that translated pretty well over here to us. He was able to make some great adjustments. It looked like he was comfortable because he probably knows the plays from a previous place, which is cool. Make sure you build that and flush that out and be able to get ready for when you get into week four because that's coming. That, oh, let's go to the one you were comfortable with TCU, get back on track, TSU, get back on track. Oh, yeah. uh, let's go back to that JT touchdown. Let's try that. You know, just formationally make it a little different, but yeah. still let's hit the same concept because you're good at that concept. That's your concept, you know. how state's not going to give you 15,000 different looks. They've always played the same. They've been pretty top down, you know, and, and relied on their front four and all of that. So for us, it's not like we got to reinvent the wheel. Sam's seen just about every defense. You can pretty much want to see from a fifth year guy with the amount of numbers that he has. So I think that's really good for a guy like Jared Parker, who may come up with new things every week uh, that that adds to the playbook because, he you know, Sam can handle it.
1: What um, percentage of the playbook do you think that you use use on Saturday? It think like they were real simple with the game
2: plan? Probably 20 percent. I think they did more on designing different runs mm. uh, that. You know, you had the two tight ends kind of offset back wing thing that is new. We saw that a little bit, but I don't think we'll see that next week. So I think there's more design in the run than it was in the past this week, just because they're probably like, we they're going to play pretty basic and play off. We run our easy stuff that we're good at. Now, moving forward, I don't think we'll do anything differently this week. I think we're still trying to not show everything in the first Hell, three weeks really, just because I mean, North Carolina State, we play them third game, right? Yeah. I think we'll start heating up more of a scheme where Sam's really good at North Carolina. We these first two weeks from a strategy standpoint. I'm Marcus Freeman. I'm telling Jared Parker, listen, if we can beat him on 10%, let's beat him on 10%. I think North Carolina State
1: has a really good second there. Yeah. North Carolina State has a really good secondary. So I, I agree with you. They're probably gonna hold back some stuff for North Carolina State because that's the game But they're probably gonna see a little well, bit more
2: man. Up. A little
1: bit more man and a little bit more mixed coverage. Right. You know what I'm saying?
2: But then it's also why it's even more important in these first three games. Well, first two getting ready for the third, that we really work on designing the runs to make it hard to just do what you want on defense on a secondary level because you got to get those secondary players involved in run support. I know that those teams, Ohio State and North Carolina, probably looked at our game so far and was like, damn, they got five. Runs. That's something to think about right. as a defensive guy because any defensive coordinator in the country, first thing is how do I stop the run? And if you got a great offensive line and five running back, not just how we get killed with the backup running back, we got backup, backup, backup running back. So that is a whole project within a week to worry about any of itself outside of adjusting to what we've done better in the past game, which I think makes it hard to for teams to get a jump on us week to week. So for North Carolina State, yeah, their pass coverage is is, is definitely – better than average and definitely better than the first two weeks. However, they're going to have to do something about our run game and support that as well, which makes it a little tough because now we're stretching. Yeah. You can't just uh, assume that we're going to throw. You might have to have one eye in the backfield, one eye on the man because you got a trigger because they're trying to collapse and get bounce the guy outside or whatever. You got to be able to rally. You gotta get off the block, or you gotta be patient and make sure he don't take off on you. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that'll add a little mental psychological stress. But that just showed you how versatile and open our offense is. Is that when you got the guy that can manage the the and operate in the offense, like a guy like Sam Harper? He's seen everything. He's got enough reps to where he's comfortable. He knows who he is as a quarterback, and you just give him everything at his fingertips. I mean, hell, that's that's hard to stop. Yeah. That's hard to stop for anybody, even with good defenses. So from the mind of the offensive coordinator,
1: that's what you are. You talk about Jared Parker allowing things to develop. 20% of the offense against Navy it probably comes in with a similar game plan against Tennessee State. Really only opens it up, or begins to open things up a little bit more against North Carolina State, Week Three. North Carolina State was one of the teams that gave Sam Hartman a little trouble last year. Yeah,
2: they mixed probably-
1: up cover. mixed up coverages, like you said. That secondary covers very well. Wake Forest didn't protect Sam Hartman that well. Now, that's the difference with Notre Dame's offensive line. I think the protection will be a lot a lot better for Sam Hartman. So I don't think he's going to have trouble. He might have to use his legs to kind of climb the pocket, things of that nature. But like you said, North Carolina State will be a challenge, but North Carolina State is going to have a lot of things It's going to be a lot of holes in the wall, and when you think you got this one plugged, there's another hole popping open over here, right? So you're trying to stop the run game. Here's the pass game. You're trying to stop the pass game, but, oh, they haven't used the tight ends the first two weeks. Now they're using the tight ends. Running backs out the backfield, which we saw. Estimate with the automatic. We saw Jeremiah Love with a catch out of of the backfield. Just a lot that we've seen from this Notre Dame offense and a limited viewing experience of one game that could be a possibility against the big teams as the games get tougher down the stretch or as they go throughout the schedule.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You're the more film you start getting on us, obviously you can keen on certain things that we're doing. But you know, I just think that where we are from what we are able to do now and where we can go with this. I mean, you can't get much better, I'm telling you. And I think we're going to really start to see how we can flourish in the, in the importance of our skill players, importance of our running backs. You can see the individual talent flourish on the field through the offense and what Jared Parker's putting together. Defensively, we're only going to get better. We saw a lot of the old guys look like they got a new sense of spirit, new energy. They're playing fast. Now, going against a different standard of offense, we're going to go against more traditional offenses moving forward. How do we react to that? Is Mary still going to be flying in the backfield? Is he still going to be able to get in that pass? How's that pass coverage going to look Honestly, tested? Because you got to, you know, I. False out what you saw last week because our defensive uh, secondary isn't going to be ex- not expecting people to try to throw it over their head. You know, I mean, you think you run, 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 and they throw it over your head. It's like that's not the standard strategy for what traditional offense. So we're going to see how our secondary actually gets tested, you know, these next weeks leading up to Ohio State. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh how these same guys that we we saw some flash, Kaiser, JD, Maris, DJ got a step up hugely. D-line looked all right.
1: DJ yeah. Brown, yeah. aka 10-yard
2: fight. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when we see what this looks like against a team that's gonna run some passes and try to spread us out. That's the that's the concern we had about last year. It's easy when everybody's keeping it real tight. TSU's probably going to try to spread us and option us to death and get the athletes on the outside. That's the thing that always concerned me anyway. And I want to see if we've gotten better at addressing that issue. Because JD in space is JD in space. So is JD in space technically and, and technically better? Or is it the same J.D. in space? Because anybody fast on the outside, if you can't get there, you can't get there. It don't matter if it's Alabama, TSU, or a community college down the street. Throw a dude, the ball in the open field, Is fast. Can J.D. make the tackle or not? Because it's really a one-on-one thing. When you're running through the gaps and you blitzing all that, okay, we get that. But now teams are going to be like, let's see if you can make the tackle outside. Can you get off the block get there? Or are you going to get ran around the edge? So that's what the youth is going to have to impress me with. Let's see if we can address that issue. I feel like TSU is not going to be foolish and try to run inside. They're going to be like, "Let's spread. Let's do what Cincinnati did. RPO, RPO go deep."
3: Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
1: Here's the question. Andrew Gilmore, we appreciate you. Later in the game, the Navy cornerback finally jumped the route and nearly picked Hartman. Do you think teams would jump short of routes until we beat them deep?
2: Sam's going to throw picks. That's, that's just a part of what comes with it, because I don't believe that he has a strong enough arm to fit the ball there, even when the read's there. Cause, and then it just comes down to, yeah, defense is going to make some plays and stuff like that. I think Sam is is confident in the fact that he knows what he's good at. So, yeah, he's going to take short, short, short. You may jump one, and then he's going to take a shot. I mean, you don't get twelve thousand yards from not having a routine. So he, he, you know, he's got his way of doing it. And teams that catch on, catch on. But he's sticking to his game plan. And I think with that, it's it's fine because you you got to expect he's going to he's going to throw some picks. It happens every season. You know, he's probably going to be in the double digits, but we're gonna have a lot of attempts. You know, we're gonna have a lot of attempts. So. Hopefully the other side of it is 40 touchdowns and maybe eight picks. That's a great, great season. He got four already. I think you add four more next week. Shit. I mean, shoot. Two more. Maybe North Carolina State. Yeah. Three if we really trying to do something. And then Ohio State, I got to see C4. So that, that first four weeks, he should have about 16, 17. Right? Yeah. If we gonna beat Ohio State, he has to have four passing touchdowns, in my opinion. You think so? Oh yeah, he's got to have four because these he, are red zone touchdowns. I think Ohio State would be stout in the red zone, and I think it's gonna take and require us to pass those to get past. Well, Notre touchdown.
1: Dame, Notre Dame had six. If I'm not mistaken, they had six drives on the Ohio State side of the field last year. Right.
2: Right. And whenever we're when when Tyler Buckner. To move the ball. And in general, when you're playing top-tier teams, the top three or four teams in the nation, they're usually stout in the red zone. So in order to do something with that, you're going to have to be able to throw the football in the red zone. Michigan couldn't do it against Georgia. In the red zone, they can move the ball. Hell, every team, if you're really good, can move the ball. But the teams that are elite, the Ohio State's, the Clemson's, Georgias, Alabama, hell, LSU. Yeah. You're gonna have to throw the football in the red zone. And, and in my opinion, to really beat this team at home, we gotta have four passing touchdowns. Got to. So you take four there. I'm sure you'll probably get maybe two, hopefully three against North Carolina State. Get you four against TSU to get you in get you in confident mode, right? Uh huh. So, that's eight the first two games and then eight next two games. That should be about 16, 17. Yeah. Right on pace. Now, I'm sure you're going to have three or four picks littered within that. Hopefully, they're not at the, the wrong times. You know, you don't want it to be at the game winner, and you know, something, maybe something before half. You know, you try to throw a Hail Mary. But that's just the, the, the statistics, the numbers on Sam Harmon. I'm, a, I'm okay with that. Because I know that we have a run game that can always support it. Yeah. You got five running backs. That's and to keep them all there, I mean, you you definitely stretching it a little the ball a little thin, giving each guy a a series. You know, you would against better teams, you might have to put Audrey again a little longer than just two or three series, you know. I mean, just to get him going. So that might take a guy out of the rotation. That's why I was like, how is Jeremiah Love going to be fourth fourth guy in there? You going to play him over Jabron Payne or who was the leader of the spring? You know, so where's Devin Ford coming in at? Yo,
1: Jeremiah Love had a run in the fourth quarter, bro. Well, he did a jump jump cut. He ran to the right, was patient, let the hole develop. Hit a jump cut on the safety in the hole. Then drug the tackle like five, five yards. And it was still trying to stand out of the tackle before Navy Gang tackled. I was like, oh, you cannot keep this kid. His talent, Left. So who's it's he bringing over? It don't matter, Left. See? Eventually he's going to surpass. Who? Whoever. Aldrick is number one. Gary Price
2: is number two.
1: He's too talented. Remember, people asked us on the post game show, are they gonna keep his red shirt? What? You? How do you shelf that talent? Why? Ah.
2: Because who are you gonna play him over?
1: But he's only gonna be here three years, bro.
2: Who is he playing over? He's got to play. his four what good guys. Do you mean? Audrey, you said it's number one. Jadarian is number
1: two. He is quite possibly, physically, the best running back in the room. Which is tough. Physical talent. I'm
2: not giving that You're out of your mind.
1: You're out of your mind. Jadarian is out of of your mind right now. You're out of your mind. Jadarian's running style is totally different than Jeremiah, bro.
2: Yes,
1: I agree. Yes, yes. Jeremiah is more
2: like Zach Branch than. Than Jeremiah Love, I'm than, than Jadarian Price does, but Jadarian Price is more of a running back style. Okay, Jeremiah. even though even though they play
1: two different positions, the similarity between him and Zach Britt Go, I'm telling you, go watch this fourth this fourth quarter run, bro. When was the last time you saw a note? Last time I saw a Notre Dame, maybe Kyron, because Kyron could hit a nice little jump cut. Kyron is a
2: little.
1: But, but he's life.
2: he's a little he's, he's far general. more he's more explosive than Kyron. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Kyron's more of a but that's the that fact that we can argue.
1: The fact that we can sit here and argue about the second and third
2: or fourth running back being the best. That's what I'm back saying. Like, what do you think them teams are doing? We gotta it's prepare crazy. for Jeremiah Love. No, Jadarian is the guy we gotta prepare for. See, but you can't forget about Audrick, he's the number one running back, and he's like, damn, they got plus game two. Who are we going to get, Deion Cozley or you are going to stop JT may pop on the scene, but you got Chris Tyree in the middle of the field and it's a lot to think about. We arguing about third and fourth running back and who's going Man. to play over who. We, we still have an answer.
1: It's, it's crazy, bro. It's absolutely amazing. I thought that run and had to run it back like three times, like, no Dame running backs don't do this. Like he's special. Like he's
2: special. And man, please burn that red shirt. Burn I mean, it. Who, who are you having she, a tough conversation with? Who? who are you having a tough? Somebody's not getting the football in that running back. Is it Jabron Payne you're telling it to? Is it are you telling Audrey, move over? Let me
1: the tough conversation guy. I told you I'll have the conversation with DJ Brown.
2: That's if an easy conversation. Ain't no tough conversation. Hey, if,
1: if If me be, I'll come down and have the conversation with Devin Ford, Jabron Payne. Like, hey. Okay. Hey, okay. look at here. Look at here.
2: <laughs> what you telling I
1: mean, him though? What I, you telling him? I need I need y'all to uh, stand up. That seat you've been see, sitting in all fall and camp and early in the season, we're gonna have you switch seats. Ah! That's how you do. it. You bring him you into the middle because yeah. you know Aldrick, Aldrick's in the first seat right there by the film. <laughs> then you got your, you know, you got you got the other Gibran. You got you know, yeah. I'm gonna need y'all <laughs> to switch to the other side. Yeah, you're
2: good. Sit next to the Gatorade cooler. Yeah. Go. I need a little space right here because I need him to see this. He got to see this. We got a
1: new seating chart to get today, fellas. A new seating yeah, chart.
2: You try this out. We're going to try the seating chart out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> new seating chart. Jeremiah, I'm going to have you come up here next to yeah, Austin. We-
2: yeah just called you up here you know I wanted yeah, to be a little just to see how on. it goes
1: just to see how it goes yeah,
2: just, just, see
1: how- <laughs> Devin DeBron y'all still kick off don't worry y'all still kick off <laughs> y'all got y'all seats in the special teams room that's all I'm saying but, uh, they got
2: the special team
1: <laughs> but uh hey anyway. come on man yeah it's
2: just it's it's getting hot I, see that's look, a room that's look, hot
1: First of all, first of all, Jadarian Price's touchdown. The hole was about this big, dog.
2: Yeah, I mean, no one, no one touched him. Hey, so Mike, you still got to run through it,
1: and he ran through it. And
2: he okay,
1: made it run through it. that run once again. This dude showed patience as a freshman. Hit a jump cut in the hole. Left the tackler, hit the next tackler, drug him, and then spun out of that tackle until he got game time. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, Come on man. <laughs> we can't keep him on the bench, man. Come on, man. I mean, look, I'm not mad at either room. I'm just saying for a freshman, I haven't seen that at Notre Dame. I've still yet to see Jadarian Price hit somebody body with a jump cut in the hole. I haven't seen it. But I saw a true freshman do that, and I'm sitting up here like, okay. All right. And I'm sure as a true freshman, he's going to have a moment, a freshman moment. He had, to, he missed the blitz pickup. Yeah. When Hartman completed the pass out to the – he missed it. That's a freshman. He missed his pickup. That's probably why he didn't get back in probably to fourth quarter. Right. Because you can't do that. But that – hey, I don't know how long they can hold him off, bro. Mm. I'm just saying. I have no clue how long they can hold them off. We'll see. It? Lucky Lucky Podcast. So, Lev, look, check this out. Marcus Freeman has some things to say after the game. And this is what he said about his running back.
4: We had a plan to get out all the running backs in the game, and, and I don't know if coach pulled him out just because he fumbled. Um, it was a pretty long run or something that he had, but we wanted to rotate all those guys. Hey, you got to be unselfish, man. Right? And There's one ball, and there's a lot of talented individuals, and this is just week zero. And that's what you have to be able to do is have a team um, that, that are full of unselfishness, and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but I think Coach uh, McCullough done a great job with that room in terms of un- making sure they understand before the game. I mean, that's the, the worst thing to me you can do to a kid is tell them, hey, you're going to play and you don't play them, right? And, and, and the ability to say, hey, all five are you going to play? They all played. It's, it's really a great job by Coach McCullough. Um, but you're going to have to be unselfish, man. And, and Aldrich is a great example of that.
2: He's Jabron, saying that now, J- J- hey, Jabron I'm gonna have to be now. unselfish. You hear that? You hear that? He's saying that now, but listen, did you, did you hear that? Listen,
1: they're gonna have to listen. be unselfish, dude. He's laying, he's laying the foundation. Hey, number twelve is coming. Y'all gonna have to be unselfish. <laughs> he, the coach laying the foundation, love.
2: He, he he understands that he got a lot of talent on his hands in that running back room that he can't lose. Through mismanagement of, of putting them out there, so he gotta say he gotta play all of them. But you, at the end of the day, hey, you, you, hey
1: football, you know, you know who has to feel crazy? Absolutely crazy! Like I can't win for lose. Logan Diggs leaves, right? So the perception is, oh snap. Logan Diggs is gone, and the fact that that cat Devin Ford left the running back room that he left at Penn State and thought he was coming to a better opportunity,
2: but I don't know how he thought that. I don't know how he thought that though. Devin Ford know. probably thought,
1: "Oh man, Logan Diggs is gone. Man, this opportunity in Notre Dame." I don't
2: know how nope. he thought that. We no running sir running backs for a while. No, sir. I mean, he like, he got in the game, though. So, I mean, you know, he got in in the passing situation, which I think would be his spot because, you know, Audric, I wouldn't really care for to be running no routes. And then Jeremiah Love is still young. So getting him involved in third down passing game with protection, possibly Devin Ford may fit that role. Because I don't think either one of the other ones can really do that just yet. Maybe Jadarian get in there and catch the ball pass but that's why he's number two to me. Jabron Payne, this is where is he going to find his role, you know, throughout this? Because he's he's not another Aldrick and he's a ball-you-running back. You got to give him the ball more than just a couple times.
1: I'll tell you this. They all better be lucky that Jeremiah showed up in the fall and wasn't <laughs> there in the spring. <laughs> yeah. i tell you that. Yeah. Okay. i tell you that. That's fair. I can tell you that. Because if he was there in the spring, crazy, crazy, bro.